Hi, everyone. This is the Autism Science Foundation weekly podcast, and I'm Alicia Halliday, Chief Science Officer of the Autism Science Foundation. And this week, I want to highlight the super important role of super siblings. First, the good news, which is actually really great news, something that actually benefits people with autism. And as it turns out, that's having a sibling. Now, I hope this doesn't encourage or discourage any parents out there from having more or less children or whatever. This is not a family planning discussion. But before I talk about this study in particular, of course, the role of siblings has been looked at, and it's well accepted from previous findings in typically developing siblings that this is a usually positive relationship, that a sibling can improve the social-emotional growth of their brothers and sisters. You can completely understand how this works. A loving, warm bond with a sibling reinforces models of self and others, leading to social adjustment. And kids sometimes play more often with their siblings than with parents, meaning they have more practice at social skills and communication. Well, now researchers in Israel are looking at how having a typically developing sibling affects those with autism. In Israel, they looked at almost 300 people with autism, some with an older sibling, some with a younger sibling, and some with no sibling. They examined social communication skills, autism severity, as well as restrictive and repetitive behaviors. Overall, the study points to the benefit of having older siblings on the social functioning of children with autism. They found that children with autism who have older siblings presented with less severe autism symptoms in both social and repetitive behavior domains. The effect on severity was only seen for those with older siblings. This is consistent with other research showing that older, typically developing siblings can serve as a role model, take a lead in a relationship, and participate in social interactions, such as play and discourse, and this may reduce autism severity. And it's possible that younger siblings are less capable of this role because of their age and place in the family. However, don't rule out younger siblings. They don't play an inconsequential role. In those kids with autism with high IQs, presence of either an older or a younger sibling improved social adaptive behaviors and socialization, and the more the better. The greater number of siblings correlated with less impaired social interactions and better adaptive social skills in the child with autism. It's assumed that having more siblings provides more opportunity for imitation and interaction. Now, does the gender of the sibling make a difference? Well, I'm glad you asked. Apparently not, which isn't consistent with the literature, but this study was different in terms of age and methodology. But it's not all sunshine and roses for siblings, even if they don't have an autism diagnosis. You know, the Baby Siblings Research Consortium has looked at the broader autism phenotype in siblings, and they showed that about one third of siblings who don't have a diagnosis of autism do have some autism traits. Now, this could include language delay, motor issues, and autism features without an autism diagnosis. But the Baby Siblings Research Consortium is not the only research group looking at this question. In a recent meta-analysis, which included about 70 research articles and 800 siblings, researchers at Virginia Tech found that siblings of those with autism had more internalizing emotional issues, which really broke down into higher levels of ADHD, anxiety, and depression. And they also had poor psychological functioning. Now, this has been shown before in other studies, but by comparing and contrasting all the different studies, you can see what the biggest problems are. And they also did a comparison to siblings of kids with Down syndrome and those with just intellectual disability and not autism. So they compared the siblings to the different disability groups. Interestingly, the largest effect was for the poor sibling relationship. Those with an autism sibling reported having a worse relationship with that sibling than those with a sibling without autism, and still worse than siblings with intellectual disability or Down syndrome. 
The nature of the challenges of those with autism may create a unique situation. And I'm not convinced this is true everywhere or in every situation, but autism is unique. Many siblings I've talked to report a very close relationship with their affected brother or sister, but data is data here. The siblings themselves also have poor social communication functioning than siblings of those with intellectual disability or Down syndrome. So this could be something that's genetic, or it could be that these siblings didn't have the chance to practice and learn about socialization from their ASD siblings. Remember the previous study that showed that having a typically developing sibling did improve socialization. Remarkably, the results were similar if the reports were made by parents or the person themselves. So you never see that. So that's worth noting. Finally, sadly, there were about four studies that looked at what's called the belief system about disability in siblings. There was a consistent effect that showed that siblings have more negative feelings, not just about disability, but about the overall worldview compared to siblings of those with intellectual disability or Down syndrome. It seems as though autism siblings face challenges either greater or just different than those with other disabilities or issues. And most likely, individual features of families with autism influence those outcomes in siblings. Now, this last point was made even more apparent in a recent study out of the UK, which compared siblings in the UK compared to siblings of people with autism in Taiwan. Culture makes a huge difference. And because of the somewhat negative cultural beliefs about autism in Taiwan, This led to what the authors called a more negative tone about autism in siblings. This means that the attitudes and traditions influence outcome not just of those with autism, but their families as well. Policies and clinicians should take note of these particular challenges. There's nothing new here, and I feel like I've said this before. Now, in a recent Canadian study, researchers looked at the trajectories, not just the scores at one point in time, but how they developed over time in younger siblings of kids with autism. It won't surprise you to know that out of about 403 siblings, 100 received an autism diagnosis, another 70 were not diagnosed but showed the broader autism phenotype, and the other 230 of them were considered typically developing. This study tracked how adaptive behavior changed from 12 months to three years of age in all of these groups and mapped out three different ways that adaptive behavior developed. The first was those that showed an average performance at 12 months and a declining trajectory in adaptive behavior. The other group, the largest group, showed average adaptive behavior at 12 months with a slightly declining trajectory. And the last group showed a higher level of adaptive behavior at 12 months and a stable trajectory until three years. So their scores pretty much stayed stable over time. What's interesting is that these groups didn't just apply to those that developed autism. In fact, in the low declining trajectory where they started out low and continued to decline, about 60% are those with autism, about 35% were those with the broader autism phenotype, and the rest were siblings that were considered typically developing. This means that a subgroup of those who are considered quote unquote typically developing show poor development of adaptive behaviors. In another study earlier this year, the same group showed that deficits in joint attention were specific to those with autism and not their siblings. So let me make it clear, it's not like everything is impaired in these siblings. Then finally, there's also the issue in siblings that sometimes they carry a genetic variant associated with autism, but don't have an autism diagnosis. ASF is very interested in studying this effect in females. It's called the female protective effect. 
It is possible that there may not be a specific protective effect. In fact, that it's the addition of other genetic variants rather than the primary variant that leads to a diagnosis. For example, if an entire family has a mutation in gene A, but the person with autism has autism because they have mutations in A, B, C, and D, it's not just A that causes the autism, it's B, C, and D. There's also different types of mutations in B, C, and D in addition to A. In the case of deletion of genes of chromosome 16, P in regions 12.1D, there's a bias to males. More males show a clinical phenotype compared to females. Now that's the female protective effect. The phenotype is different, craniofacial, musculoskeletal, neurodevelopmental features, but not really a severe cognitive disability. In siblings who are carriers, which means they have the mutation, there are milder cognitive and behavioral features and some impairment in neurodevelopment and a risk for schizophrenia. So they may have the genetics and some features, but not the full-blown autism, but in fact, they do have issues themselves. Autism may be the result of additional genetic hits. Those with autism who had a strong family history of neurodevelopmental and psychiatric disease presented with a more severe clinical presentation and, of course, a higher burden of genetic hits compared to those without a family history. In other words, if there's mental illness in your family, you have more to worry about. That's probably pretty well known. Other genes are there and the phenotype may be worse. Well, what does this all mean? First, clinicians need to pay attention to siblings, even if they don't have a full autism diagnosis. Culture and societal expectations play a huge role in sibling development, just like they do in development in people with autism. And because siblings may appear to be typically developing, they may also have hidden issues that may not bubble up to the top of autism. Thank you guys for listening this week, and I hope you enjoy the summary of what I consider to be super siblings.